And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Easy for me to say. It's much easier for me to drink than it is for me to say because it keeps you nice and anxiety free. And you can get 20% off your next order using that promo code DNVR20. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as almost always, is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, at long last, DNVR dives headfirst, or maybe quite frankly, ass first, into the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization. Why? The answer is simple, because it's baseball. It's the baseball that we have. It is professional baseball played by professional baseball players. And watching and talking about that is what we do here. And so uh, I think there are a lot of people out there who are probably feeling like maybe this is something they want to get into, but they're not sure. And we're going to go right along with everybody here. And, you know, we're, we're all kind of wandering a little bit lost in the woods trying to learn about this, Patrick. But there's baseball on our television screens again. It might be in the middle of the night. Or first thing in the morning, depending on where you live. But cheers, sir. I, I cheers my Strava Craft Coffee and a little bit later on my Breck Brew to the return of professional baseball. That's what it's all about, is baseball is back in any capacity. People get excited for opening night, which is the official opening of the minor league baseball season. It's not the majors. It's the minors. But it's baseball. And it's in your town. Right, whether whether it's a, a larger minor league city like a Memphis or Nashville or even Albuquerque, or if it's a smaller one like where I'm from in New Jersey, Lakewood, or Grand Junction, any of those places, right? They have an opening night. And we're not talking about the greatest players in the game right now. We're talking about the next tier. And that's still pretty damn great. It's better than, than anyone that I've played with as far as I can remember. I, I don't know anyone that, that ascended to major league status, but we love the game of baseball. And right now, it is currently in its highest form in Korea. And there's a lot of connections between the, the players that are in the KBO right now and uh, and, and their, their previous history with MLB. We'll get into that, talk about some of the differences, what makes the game different, but shoot you could watch these games and it's baseball and you go all right this is cool things are a little bit different and that's that's what makes it really special yeah yeah let's let's start with there i think there's a lot of fun rockies connections we can dive into and 
we're going to look, we're going to be a little bit all over the place with this, or at least I am until I feel like I've got my feet underneath me because we're learning uh, on, on the fly. And one of the things that I really should have expected. So uh, I've got an article that, that's coming out here soon, and I don't want to spoil too much of it on my, my takeaways. Uh, the five things I really liked from the, the first full KBO game that I watched, but some of the changes, let's just dive into some of the differences, good and bad. The first one that was just obvious to me because it's such an integral part of the game, like I was saying that I should have expected, is the it's not miles per hour on those pitches. It's kilometers per hour because the rest of the world is civilized. Yeah, <laughs> if you do uh, a little bit of research, you're going to realize how stupid it is that America not only is the only country that uses the imperial system. That That's what our system is called, right? right. We know um, – we, we, we know using the, the metric system, that's what it's called, um, where we have kilometers, right, and whatnot. We, we know that that's different. But our imperial system um, has almost no rhyme or reason, where you need 12 inches for one foot. And you need only three feet for one yard. And it's it's 5,280, a nice round number. Right, what? Are in a mile. And the kilometer is, the uh, the metric system is based on just 10. 10. It's That's just 10. It. It's Every really time. easy. I still don't know it that great. I'll admit it. But it's it's frustrating when you, when you dig into it and you're like, this is, why didn't we do this? Jimmy Carter was right. We should have gone, we should have seen the metric system. Uh, there's a great Eddie Izzard joke about uh, like the uh, United States of America played with the metric system for like a week like this. and was like, ah, I don't want to <laughs> just shuffled it around, but it's, it, it is true. So we, we say all that. And then of course, well, we are Americans and I know what an 82 mile an hour curveball is and can put that in context with any number of things. The second I see it, whereas 130 kilometer per hour curveball is going to take some getting used to. Uh, putting those things in context and, and and getting a better idea of it. And, and you know, yeah, we even talked a little bit about how uh, one of the fastballs came in and we did the quick math and it was 94 miles an hour and they, they lit up the, like, ooh, that's on fire. And we're like, okay, okay. So a little bit lower threshold for that in this league. But just seeing those numbers, every pitch in triple digits, even those words, like we'll say, oh, we hit triple digits on that one. It's like you can't even use that terminology here. Yeah, that that that's true. Um, I, I kind of like that idea because now more players can get into the triple digits. Yeah. So it kind of so it kind of gives you two tiers instead of you know in, in America where it's like hey, if you're not throwing ninety, we're not even going to bother looking at you. Now it's like okay, well first you got to get to a hundred kilometers per hour. Uh, you got to get to triple digits, and then beyond that, it's like all right, you if you really want to be a, a powerhouse, you might need to be throwing in the one thirties, one forties. I don't know. I still haven't done the math. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what it is anymore yet. Um, but, but for anyone that's that's new jumping in, so we're, yeah, we might be a little all over the place. But here's a little kind of precursor. You know, I wrote something up about why you should care about the KBO. Uh, uh, not too much on the history, but just what is it? Why is it anything? Right? Every country seemingly you know has a league, uh, but why is the KBO an important one? Well, it's it's a little more important than the CPBL. The Chinese Professional Baseball League, which is in Taiwan, a.k.a. Chinese Taipei, that's been going on for several weeks now. In fact, they might even be approaching a month. That is essentially deemed to be almost like a high A type level. 
not a lot of you know really good players will go there. They don't they don't make a a ton of money that they're able to give out on guaranteed contracts. And frankly, not a lot of players from Taiwan actually make it to the majors. It's it's something like maybe maybe ten players something like that. Um, but South Korea, they their leagues actually started um, a little bit less than a decade before Taiwan. So they, they got their start in 1982. So they've been around for, for quite some time. There are 10 teams um, all on, on the Korean Peninsula, the, the southern part, not the northern part. <laughs> sure. And they are almost equivalent to a double-A, triple-A level. Japan, of course, is, is the highest. So that's what a lot of players who are in South Korea or are South Korean try to aspire it, to do is, is to play over in Japan. And then making the jump from Japan to the majors is a whole is a whole other mess that we'll have to maybe have a conversation for another day. But suffice to say, KBO feeds into Japan, and we know there's have been a lot of really talented players who have come from Japan over to America. So it, you almost might even say, hey, it's it's the top minor league system for Japan. That might be a, a basic way of thinking about it. So there's some really good players that are over there, guys who in America either haven't gotten maybe what they feel to be a fair shot or guys who, frankly, you know what, instead of making, you know, a, a couple thousands of dollars in the minor leagues because they're not going to be given an opportunity in the majors, they can get guaranteed money. They can get paid half a million dollars that they know that they're going to get. And are going to be appreciated. Are going to be looked at like these superstars, and there's a lot of lot of, lot of value in that. So that's kind of where we're starting from as far as the Korean baseball organization goes. Yeah, it's a really interesting mix, as you would expect. Uh, you know, majority of the players are uh, South Korean nationals, uh, but certainly not all of them and uh you know there are many players for, from around the world americans latin american ball players uh who you'll find there are uh several members of the rockies organization who after not doing so well in the big leagues or maybe flaming out in triple a talking eddie butler roberto ramos um <clears throat> who've gone over to play in the kbo again because yeah you can you can make a little money doing it you can you can be treated well you can even kind of go out there. And one of the things I was looking at was, um, and I made kind of a comment on this, you can kind of let it go a little bit in the KBO. And it's sort of like, if you take a big ass hack at a, at a curveball right down the plate and, and you miss it, like you're not going to get chewed out when you go back to the dugout. Cause it seems like, like everybody does that. And, and there's no like, Hey, take a measured swing, you know, move the runner over Hey, take that the opposite way we got to do all these things. They, they seem to let everybody just go up there and do what they're going to do. And I would imagine in several ways, um, especially if you are kind of that quadruple a talent where you really probably could have stuck around in the majors. If you just pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, but it wouldn't have been any fun for you. You want to have fun playing baseball. Boy, do they seem like they're having some fun out there. Yeah. Roberto Ramos is, is that guy you're kind of alluding to quadruple a, you know, it, Hit 30 home runs last year with the Albuquerque Isotopes, over 100 RBI. Same thing, hit it, bat it over 300. Was really, you know, uh, you know, a guy in that lineup with Sam Hilliard. It was, it was the two of them. They almost had identical stats, but yet when September came around, Sam Hilliard was the one that got called up. Roberto Ramos, sorry, 
nice job. He had a really good season, but that's it. Then he doesn't get protected in the Rule 5 draft. The other 29 teams look at a guy who's, you know, his glove is okay. His glove is okay at first base, but is ultimately a DH. They see what he he did down in Albuquerque, and they go, no, I, I'm not going to even bother taking a flyer on him. So now Roberto knows, all right, well, it looks like I got to bet on myself because Daniel Murphy's there at first base. Brendan Rodgers, you know, he if he comes back midseason uh, or earlier than that and plays second base, Ryan McMahon's going to be over at first base. They could work out a, a three-way platoon between those three guys. Wh- where am I going to go? I've, I've proven myself in, in AAA, right? And I got Grant Levine. I've got Tyler Nevin. I've got Michael Toglia. These young guys kind of yeah. breathing down my neck. So, all right, I got to go to Korea, make a name for myself, and maybe – in a couple of years, if it even takes that long, I can come back like Eric Thames did with Milwaukee, right? It was it was unprecedented, ultimately, when he got a three-year deal from Milwaukee because not a lot of guys from the KBO got that kind of, you know, attention because it is a feeder to Japan. So it's like, if you do it in Japan, great. Come on over if you're an American ball player. We'll give you another shot. You know, you proved yourself. You worked out the mechanics. You know, you could watch a guy on film you know, halfway across the world and go, all right, I think this guy, his stuff is going to play. He's going to be able to make the adjustments he needs to in America. But to do it in Korea, it's like, ah, it's like, it's like picking a guy from double A and go, he can immediately make an impact on our team in the majors. The Rockies don't do it. And very few teams do that because very few guys can make that jump from double A to, uh, from double A to the major. So right. Ramos is going to look to try to do that. And and he's one of those, I think, key players that uh, we were all watching on, on late Monday night. Uh, he's a member of Ryan Koenigberg's uh, favorite team, the LG Twins. So every time Ramos was up, we were going back and forth. Hey, Ramos is up. The mariachi masher, he's up there. Goes and, and, and delivers, hits two doubles. And it's like, we're all in. We are all in on the KBO. All right, so we got to decide that. And Prof Nuggy is saying the NC Dinos are Dinger's cousin. I know these seem to be the two most popular teams in the early going here. We got the LG Twins and the DC Dinos. We want to hear from other people if you've got ideas um, about who we can sort of adopt as the official KBO team of DNVR. I like the Twins Unis. Uh, I like our boy Roberto Ramos. I'm a big Hyunsu Kim fan. More on that in just a minute. And also, uh, uh, I think it was Cha Wan Su was the lefty pitcher for the Twins. I was impressed. I was very impressed with that curveball. That thing was yeah. wicked. He had no c- command of his fastball, but that's a <laughs> it's, it's conversation for another time. We'll worry about that later. That hook was filthy. Uh, so, uh, Will's going in for the NC Dinos. Uh, we, we, we got to figure this out. What's the read other than the dino? I mean, the dino link, is that strong enough? Really? Is that, those are the two, those are the two with the twins. Also our guy, Joey Mellows is an LG twins fan. So I'm kind of inclined to be like, all right, if, if, if that's who you're digging on, that's good. Uh, NC dinos, that's actually they're they're a newer team. So you, they're an expansion, right? They, they, they were new, I think in, I don't know, maybe 2013, because because that's how, who Eric Thames got his start with. So he was a Dinos guy. Um, and last year, the Dinos actually had Eddie Butler and Christian Friedrich. 
So you look at that, um, you know, they, they've got the, the light blue, the little powder blue unis, and I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards NC Dinos too. I haven't decided yet. I, I haven't jumped off. There have been some some other teams. I think like the Key Womb Heroes have a really uh, they have a lot of really good young players, like four of the top ten guys that are like under 25 years old are on the heroes. So you're like, Ooh, you know, you like that. Maybe I'm okay with not winning this year. Cause I, I play KBO <laughs> for the long haul. That's okay. I'll make the investment now and go with a young team and they're going to win in the future. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of maroon. So I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm kind of sorry. Sorry. Heroes. Oh, for sure. You just said the twins, they've got like those thicker pinstripes. I like yeah. those. They're different. Right, Don. Yeah. It's got the light blue. So, I'm down to those two. Is that where you're at? Are you on Twins Dinos? I think so. Um, yeah, I I think I got to decide between those two. But I want to give other teams a little bit of a look. You know, we'll go around. I thought the I thought the Bears had a, a clean look. Um, I I thought they had a, a couple of interesting guys, but I was just so into watching what the Twins were doing. I was I was down with the Bears that whole game, so it's, it's hard to buy in on two teams playing each other at once. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember the 2018 playoffs when everything was this construction company in South Korea, Doosan, 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 sponsoring the 2018 MLB playoffs, Doosan Bears. Doosan Bears. So I, I think that might be a subliminal thing. It's in your head. You're like, oh, I feel like I like the Bears. I don't know why. I don't know That's why. Fine. There is also something nice about uh, the Dinos being a team name that we don't have in America. We already have twins. We've got Bears. Obviously, it's in the NFL. But those are more, you know, I do like that. That, that might help the Dinos win out for me, honestly, is like, and I, and I, why, why do we not have more dinosaurs? I guess we have Raptors in the NBA. Is that the only one? It's a dinosaur-based pro sports team here. That would be the only one that that I can think of. But I, I like the fact that they're, yeah, they're generic with dinos. But then their their mascot, the Swole Daddy, is all right, Swole Daddy. It's not a brontosaurus because I think I think I think brontosaurus is not a real dinosaur. Oh, Brachiosaurus? Yes. I think now when we were kids growing up, and a lot of other people, this might blow their mind. I think what happened was <laughs> we're getting into paleontology. Let's do it. All right. I'll be the Ross Geller for this episode. Um, hope you got that reference out there. So anyway, yes, there was a there was a paleontologist who like found a bone, misidentified it, and he said, Oh, it's this new species, Brontosaurus. So that's what we thought the ones with the big necks are. And it's like, no, it's actually a Brachiosaurus. So I like that they didn't go with the obvious like Oh, we got to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. We got to be a Raptor. No, they were a Brachiosaurus. I like that. Right? And a, 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 a herbivore. I was going to say vegetarian. No, a herbivore. I like that. Just like Dinger is a herbivore. So they would get along really well. Wow. And that, and that is your Rockies baseball paleontology analysis for the day. I do need to mention, speaking of, speaking of while you're getting into new teams and uh, dinosaur base, I don't, are the Colorado Raptors rugby team? Is that, are those birds of prey, not dinosaurs? But they are, they are related, right? The bird birds are related to dinosaurs, but yes, we're talking about Raptors, like Hawks, Eagles, Kestrel, Peregrine Falcons, things of that nature. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, they'll be back at some point, and you want to be prepared to watch them. And rugby is going to be coming back soon across the world. Our guy Colton Strickler's got you covered with 101 pods to break the game down for you. Make sure you check those out as soon as you're done listening to this. Um, it's a really, really fun sport. I highly recommend you getting into it. And uh, if it's within your means, maybe go get yourself some Colorado Raptors gear. They got super great, uh, super fly looking gear. People will be like, what is that, man? That team looks cool. And then you'll have to tell them that you're a longtime rugby fan and, and you'll explain the game to them because you've been checking out Colton's podcast. So, yeah, uh, that should be. Uh, a good time for everybody. We've got watches on the weekends uh, that we've been doing. Uh, hit me up. I've been watching rugby. I won't be able to answer the questions, but I'll be able to tell you who some of my favorite players are. Jumping back into it, uh, Will mentions here, there's one thing I've noticed with the Americans who are calling these KBO games. A lot of South Korean names are said with their surname first, and literally none of these announcers do that. Yeah, I think I think that's commonplace uh, in America because in uh, a lot of the Asian countries, their last name goes first. So it's like the, the former Diamondbacks and, and Rockies pitcher, Byung-Young Kim. Byung-Young is essentially the name that was chosen for him by his parents. Kim was not chosen because that was his essentially his surname. So in, in South Korea, it would be Kim, comma, or actually, no, it would just be Kim Byung-Young. But right. in America, we, we we switch it like that. So yeah, that's you know that's an inter- interesting like you know cultural thing. Should we be saying Kim Byun Young, or is is that okay? Suzuki Ichiro. Like yeah. I don't know that the same thing applies for Japanese, <laughs> but yes. There, well, there is a um, oftentimes. Uh, yeah, the, that's true because uh, when he was in the, Japan, he did have Ichiro on his back. So right. you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just said, I, I, get, I just said Asia, and then you go Ichiro. Uh, <laughs> That's the exception. No, you're but, you're right. Sorry, I'm out. I'm I mean, two minute timeout. <laughs> I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I'm just gonna say, but uh, right. I did take a couple of years of Japanese in college. I don't remember much of it, but um, yeah, uh, that's just one of those things. There's all kinds of weird little, you know, cultural things like that. Like it's not even called Japan. That's not the name of the country. It's Nihongo. So. Uh, you know, that's what they call it. <laughs> they don't they don't use the word Japan the same way in uh, Germany. They call it Deutschland. They don't call it Germany. We have our so some of that's just part of what we do. What is it uh, again in Japan? I've never heard this. I, I, I assume they, they would have said Nippon, but no. Yeah. Nippon is kind of the super English uh, way of pronouncing, but it's Nihongo is actually what it's how it's spelled. It's pronounced a little tighter than that. Nihongo, you know, is probably how it would be. But yeah, uh, that's that's the name of the country. It's Japan. It's just an American thing we made up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, getting into paleontology, the etymology of different countries' names today, covering a lot learn, of ground on the podcast. You will learn some things on the DNVR Rockies <clears throat> pod, especially if we're talking KBO. Uh, so I know this rumor had been out there a bit, and uh, we got that girl, Christy, bringing us news in the comments section uh, saying that MLB has reportedly told its players that July 1st could possibly be the opening date for Major League Baseball. Uh, we'll get more and more into that. Um, you know, I want to check there's even in that headline could be a possibility. 
are, are, you know, words that people like us use when we've got pretty good sources, but are trying to cover our ass because we don't know for 100% sure that a thing is going to happen. Um, I will just say, we've heard those same rumors. We, you know, we've heard from uh, some of the ball players who've come out and said it. Um, we've talked to some people who've mentioned that time frame as something baseball would very much like to do. But until they really make an official, official announcement, um, I, I don't want to dive too much into uh, speculating on whether or not that will be true or what that means. Like, <clears throat> I guess what I'll say very briefly in the interim is that seems a reasonable possibility. And, and we have heard that as well. And we will be as excited as anybody. 100% if if there will be baseball back. It'll be interesting to see. You know, I don't know what our role in this will be, uh, if media will be allowed, if they're playing all the games in one area. Those are the kinds of details I want to know before we are able to, you know, really give full analysis on that beyond it would be great if baseball came back and it was safe and, and everyone could do it. Um, beyond that, you know, we'll have – We'll be able to break down the details once there are uh, details, and and that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, ramping up just means hey, they, they definitely need to get a lot of plans in place. So if it, I mean, th- it's insane. You know, when we talked to Kyle Kirchival, uh on Monday, I don't know if this was on air or after, but it was just this general idea of of you know how much goes into preparing a season, forgetting even just about the the merchandising and making sure you got enough food in the ballpark for the fans because supposedly you know, there'll, there'll be no fans, but there are so much that goes into the logistics that have to be planned. So in a best case scenario, MLB is working their butt off right now for July 1st. It, it might not be July 1st. They'll know that much, you know, much closer to the end of this month if that happens, or maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks. But yeah, we, we've got a way to go. And I hope that this rumor has some legs to it, right? Because some, you know, hey, so-and-so are in talks, uh, a free agent in a team, they're negotiating. Will it get there? Will it, will it, will it take the, the final steps to get over the line? In this case, we hope so. We hope so. So we'll, we'll obviously keep you posted with DNVR Rockies, you know, uh, when, as the, as the news continues to break regarding major league baseball. And also not that they need our plug, but great work by our friends, of course, Jake and John boy, uh, sitting down with Trevor Pluff and to some degree, I don't know, breaking that story, but having the first kind of big conversation about it. They, it's always funny when I see that stuff and then I look at the bottom and go, oh, <laughs> and now he's just going to go hang out with our guy, Jake, chat about it. Um, I do want to do, well, first of all, I do want to give a shout out to another one of our great local business partners. They've been around since 1972. You know, we're talking about Denver Rubber Company. They remain open to supply products to other essential businesses, medical, military defense, government, wind energy, food and beverage industries. You can support a lot of different people by supporting Denver Rubber Company, including yourself for whatever needs you may have. Uh, We might still have another snow in us out there somewhere to get your snowplow needs taken care of, but they got all, all kinds of other stuff. You can get custom cut rubber, foam gaskets, hose assemblies, metal parts. Uh, All of the stuff is precise, manufactured to your specific needs. 
Uh, really, they can do just about anything you need them to do. These guys are wizards with the material. Give them a call today for any of these kinds of needs at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. I'm going to wrap this thing up here and before the Avs guys come on and kick us off of the live channel and uh, give a few more thoughts on the KBO. Again, we're going to have a lot of time to dive into it here over these next couple of weeks while it's still the only baseball going on. You know, even if Major League Baseball can get ramping up soon, it's still going to be probably a, it's going to be a month before we even start seeing spring training type of games. So we're going to be doing KBO. Uh, please let us know what team you're rooting for. Uh, check out my article on your boy, my boy, Hyunsoo Kim. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to find finding more of these guys who dude hits a big oppo jack. I plug his name into Wikipedia. Oh, man, he got a cup of coffee with Baltimore uh, and with Philadelphia and actually put up some pretty decent numbers and played a part in Major League Baseball history at one point. Go check out the article. Uh, but kind of helped set some records. And then you look at his numbers and you go, "What? why is this dude not still hanging around in Major League Baseball? And I want to do some more research and see if we can find out exactly why that's the case. Um, but then you also look like he signed a, I think it was a four-year $10.7 million contract at 30 years old to go back to the KBO. So, yeah, <laughs> so do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing with a lot of these players is if you want to make it if you want to be successful in America, you essentially have to take a step back financially, right? For less money. And now you got to prove yourself. So it's and and man, it pride and, you know, stature is, is really important in a lot of different cultures. And so I think it's it's hard for players to to get out of their their comfort zone they they push themselves less i mean look at nolan arenado he, he should be pretty darn comfortable and yet he goes out and he cuts a whole bunch of stuff out of his diet to try to get more out of his body to take it to the next level and he's pushing himself out of his comfort zone and so you know for these players that that come from asia you know it's like well shoot i'm a i'm a superstar here in japan i'm beloved if i go to america there's probably more of a chance that you know, something, this, this doesn't play out for me. Like, you know, there are, there are uh, very sad tales of players coming to America, not having success. And the two that come to mind are both Japanese players who both play with the Yankees. You know, Kiyagawa is a guy who he was signed at the exact same time as Daisuke Matsuzaka, or rather the Red Sox got Matsuzaka, who was a big, young prospect. He was going to be a stud through the quote-unquote gyro ball. And the Yankees said, well, we got to get the next best guy. Threw a whole bunch of money at him. And the dude did not play well at all and was relegated to the minor leagues the rest of his career, even though he had a, a couple decent seasons in AAA. It was at that point, we, we want to forget about you. But if you want to keep coming to America, you can, and you're still going to get paid several million dollars. That was the better of the two stories. The one that you can look it up if you would, if you'd like. I don't know how much of it is out there, but ultimately is the story of Hideki Arabu, who was originally signed by the Padres and the Yankees, and George Steinbrenner kind of found out a way to to wrangle him away from the Padres, pitch for the Yankees. Uh, I think it was Steinbrenner who called him a, a fat toad, 
and you know he he had a couple of decent seasons was was traded to to Montreal and by the time his career finished up in America you know was okay but was not he wasn't Hideo Nomo and because he wasn't Hideo Nomo didn't have that successful career he very much felt shamed and unfortunately he took his own life because of be, because of everything that you know is encapsulated with going from a safe place to a place in which you got to prove yourself again and bringing dishonor to yourself and your name and your family and now part of your legacy and yeah very very sad story so you can kind of understand why so many of these guys go i got up really good in japan you know i started out in the kbo Maybe maybe I, I make the, the World Baseball Classic team, which that's one of the exciting things is that next year, you know, come February and March, you're sitting around at a bar, at our bar, DNVR bar, and you're saying, hey, dude, you're on DraftKings. You're making a bet. You know full well that the guy that's on the bump is going to win that game against Cuba because you were already scouting them now. You know, we, we all like to be the smart guy talking about the young prospects, talking about the Terran Vavra, talking about Garrett Hampson before he comes up and he, he jumps through the higher levels of the minors and talk about him, you know, before he gets to the show. How much before you get to the show can you get than knowing players in South Korea? That's baller. So invest your time now. You got nothing else going on. You might as well tap into the KBO with us. Find the next Son Wano, baby. Bingo, bingo. Like, uh, it's it, it's it's been so much fun to watch, and and yeah, I I think those stories are going to be really interesting to follow. The the more guys we're going to learn. Actually, he, this guy did play a little bit, or he had a shot, or or maybe the younger guys, maybe he will one day get to the that point. There are so many, and then like you said, this this guy I I was checking out that I wrote the article on. I didn't put this in there. Uh, Hyunsu Kim. Or Kim Hyun Soo, I'm not sure. Um, but has played in the the WBC a couple of times and in the Olympics a couple of times. And so I'll know him the next time I see him. There he is. That's my guy. Uh, we're gonna try to keep profiling uh, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> that word has extra meaning. We're going to continue to to write up profiles of some of the most interesting players that come across, some of the teams, some of the things that happen, our takeaways. Uh, Patrick, before we have to sign off here, do you have any other favorite thing about these first couple of KBO experiences uh, from watching it? Well, I, I've really enjoyed, you know, the interactions with some folks on on Twitter. Some of our mm. subscribers, of course, have been doing that. But just everybody in the baseball community really getting excited for it. As I mentioned, the, the Chinese Professional Baseball League has been going for a month, and I was going to get into it. That was my intent, but... <laughs> There wasn't a lot of support on Twitter. Uh, the baseball community didn't really seem to care too much, but but people are really seeming to to run the the KBO, and you know that's that's the nice thing that that baseball brings to all of us is a sense of community, and you know we we've got that right now. We've got an opportunity to to capitalize that on the KBO. So you know whether you're staying up late, there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to stay up late. I know that I previewed the, the schedule uh, for the upcoming week and outside of that opening day. Opening day was a day game, and uh, that was Tuesday. 
They don't typically play on Mondays. I think that's something that they've they've worked out. They're going to play on some Mondays. Usually that's an off day, but if they're going to squeeze in 144 games, they may have to play Monday. So there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to watch games at 11 p.m., maybe only twice a week. The rest of them are going to be at 3.30 a.m. our time. So either you stay up late or you go to bed now. <laughs> you get up at 3.30, have your cup of coffee, and you watch some night baseball. So really, the sun won't be up here in Colorado. The sun won't be up over there in, in Seoul or, or Daegu, where, wherever it may be. And you can watch some baseball, and it can matter. And you can bet about it on DraftKings, too, if you want. Right. That's how you know it matters. If you can, if you can put some, some money down on the line, you might want to do that. Find those lines and, and they're there. And, and it does. It does make it fun. Um, and yeah, and it really is like quality baseball. Um, it, it there, There's, if you haven't watched before, if you're thinking, ah, oh, man, it's not real. It's not as good as the, the good boys. Like maybe not, maybe not quite MLB caliber, but uh, I, I tell you, if you weren't impressed by my man's filthy hook, in that game, then then you just you know, that, that baseball itch isn't quite needing to be scratched enough for you, I don't think, because that that pitch alone was worth the price of admission. So, and and think about this, and this is you might not want to think about it to be honest, but if MLB doesn't get off the ground, if if America does have trouble keeping COVID nineteen under wraps, this is going to be the only baseball, and you don't want to be late to the party. So get it on the ground floor now. And again, to go back to the analogy of minor leagues, right? Like, hey, that's your community. Those are your guys that, that you grew up. Even if you've moved away, that's your that's your favorite minor league team. Well, there's never been a time, never, there just never has been a time in which the world has been one community. It's been one neighborhood. Never. Right. And now is one of those times. So Go on and root for our, our brothers and sisters in South Korea. Follow the KBO. Pick a team. If you can find a fantasy baseball league out there, holy <laughs> smokes, that's worth its weight in gold. We'll jump in on that bad boy. I was going to say, maybe we should start one. Let us know, folks. Maybe there's a way we can figure that out. Let us know how we can make this more fun for you. Because it's baseball. And it's back, and there's baseball to watch, and we're all very excited. <laughs> Man, it's, it's the church of baseball, but it just happens to be in another country. 100%. So keep it tuned here. Like I said, let us know. Let us know what team you want us to follow most closely, what players you'd like to see profiles on, and, and all of that good stuff. Make sure you're following us on all the social media. You're subscribed to the DNVR.com. You got yourself some merch. You're helping out all of our sponsors during this time because they've got good products and because it helps us out as well. We can only say keep being awesome out there and watching KBO baseball and bringing us all your thoughts, questions, and comments. We will keep listening to all of that and being Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.